Good morning, Eugene. Hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I wanted to kind of today talk a little bit about um, Dave Ramsey and his company and his radio and and so on. And because I know that you've been kind of listening to to him for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't really know how to start this because Dave Ramsey is, I don't want to say controversial because his advice isn't like super interesting or novel, but the thing that like got me onto Dave Ramsey was his podcast. And I guess the, like the radio talk show that is aired and then they convert that into a, like a podcast form. And I think they do three hours a day. Wow. Every day, which is, you know, insane. Yeah. And <laughs> along with that, they have a huge, like, production company and they make a bunch of other videos. And now there's these Ramsey personalities. So his, like, company is pretty big at this point. But I think we should limit our discussions to, like, just his core, uh, like, theme because that's sort of where it all started. Sure. And he has these uh, baby steps that maybe you know. So like to to be successful financially, he he starts off with like this is your outline and you know, you have to stay to it. And I feel like that can be a little bit deceiving to like real financial advisors, but if you think about what Dave Ramsey sort of is, he's more of a media figure than like a financial coach. So I think it's really important to know which audience he gives this advice to. So, so like since he has so much content, so much people watching his advice or suggestions mm -hmm. have to be tailored to this wide audience for whom he doesn't know like each individual situation so this is general advice from him and i guess i can read off the the baby steps that i wrote down but sure i think they're fine so the first one is before you do anything you have to have a thousand dollars like an emergency fund like hands down if you don't have a thousand dollars in the bank extra above and beyond like your first month's expenses you have to get a thousand dollars if you're living paycheck to paycheck don't you know stop everything and get $1,000. Put it in your savings account. Never touch it. And that's sort of that's sort of for like your car breaks down or you get a speeding ticket and this isn't like a life-changing event for you. You're like, oh, okay, I got a $400 ticket. Let me just pay it. And you don't have to you know, go in debt, ask your family for money. So already you, you sort of get a sense for the broad audience he's talking to. And he has like rich people on his show and poor people on his show and people in different states of their lives. But that opening statement sort of grounds you to the scale of who we're talking about. It's people who need to be told <laughs> that having $1,000 is the minimum amount of money that a person can have. And yeah, go ahead. It like, seems a little... Um too simplistic right and again this the like it, 
for for me who watched or listened to his podcasts for years and read the books and did the classes and all that stuff, there is much more nuance to to this. But in order to communicate clearly the brand of Dave Ramsey, the the steps have to be super simple and like easy to communicate. And that's where people get a little upset and they're like, oh well, you know, different people have different situations and I want to save $5,000 and other people are like, well, I don't have $1,000. I want to save 200 And you can get into fighting about the exact like numbers of the situation. But I think the, the point, the message is like pick a number of the minimum amount of money that you can have and know that you need to have this. And if you don't have that minimum, you need to do everything to get back there. So for me, that's always sort of been like $5,000. I've always considered, you know, if I have $5,000, I'm not like living paycheck to paycheck, which isn't, you know, entirely true. But so I took his advice of $1,000 and decided that given my situation, I need a little more. But he's like, his point, his first point is at least acknowledge that you need some base amount of money. That's more than like $40. And I don't know if you want to deviate from his plan or do whatever, he's just offering you a framework. And the other side of this thousand dollars is a lot of people, namely me, uh, we're more paranoid and you can escalate into this. Well, how much is the minimum amount of money that I need to have? And that can very quickly sort of paralyze me from investments or paying off debt or you know going on vacation because well i don't have the minimum amount of money because i decided that i need at least 30k and it, this thousand dollars sort of grounds you to the level that he recommends people sort of stay in as a first step so thousand dollars two thousand dollars five hundred dollars it's all it's all the same but make sure that your minimum emergency fund isn't like forty thousand dollars and then you have you know things that you're trying to pay off or the other side where i'll figure it out you know my next paycheck i'll pay off whatever like money i borrowed from my family to pay for my uh, parking ticket so thousand dollars just just go with it you know (laughs) but so so what's the essence of what he's teaching like i mean i have a couple of his books i haven't read them but um it seems what you're talking about seems like just the beginning of what he's talking right. about, right? So that's that's baby step one. Most people, you know, get there. How hard it is it to save a thousand dollars? It you know it's doable. Second step is pay off all your debt other than your house. So again, it's important to sort of realize who he's talking to. Tons of people have credit card debt. That's debt that you know has fifteen, twenty, twenty five, thirty percent. Yep. interest per year. Yep. So he's really focused on, hey, if you have like $15,000 of credit card debt, that's you're being charged a huge amount of interest for, which statistically many people do. Tons of people have a $1,000 credit card that they're just, they're not paying. They're just making minimum payments. He's super against that. Like he's against consumer debt. Yeah. So okay. baby step two, don't do anything. And this is where it gets controversial, where he's like, you have to pay off your debt, 
in an extreme fashion. His his like talking point is that personal finance is personal and it's not numbers. People aren't rational, people don't understand on like a basic level what interest is and these interest rates. So his his technique is take like a like an accounting of all of your debt, sort it from smallest to highest, and start paying off the smallest amounts first. So this is where, you know, people get triggered and they're like, no, you should be paying off your highest interest first or something, something. Sure, fine. Actually, he, I, I disagree with that. I agree with the fact that you have to do the lowest amount because <clears throat> if you have five, ten accounts, it's overwhelming often. And the less you have, the more manageable it seems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I totally agree with that. And then it's also nice that once you pay off that small amount, the payment that you are doing gets like given back to you and you're able to pay more off on your other debts as opposed to if you're paying off, I don't know, your mortgage. You'll never finish it and you'll never get to the other smaller debts. So the smaller debt thing is, is sort of like a personal pick-me-up. It's like, oh, okay, you have like a $1,000 medical debt or you bought a cell phone and you have like $400 left on it, just just pay it off. You'll get that extra money back every month and you'll feel good that you have less payments. So baby step two is pay off your debt. There is another thing that I'm sure you're going to disagree with. He says not to do any investment at all during this period. No 401k, no 401k, no buying stocks, nothing. Just focus 100% of your effort paying off your debt. I agree. And Why would you say that I dis- I would disagree with that? <laughs> well, so for, I'm thinking, the majority of people, their debts aren't super high. But for me, when I was first listening to this, I had over $100,000 of student loans. Yeah. And you know, when I was starting out, I wasn't making a ton of money. And not doing the 401k felt like losing money. And... Yeah. That's okay. the that's like the weird feeling people get. And they're like, well, I don't know. I really want to get this, you know, 4% match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is to the majority of people. You have to remember that not many people are you know, thinking about their retirement. A bunch of others don't have access to 401ks or other sort of benefits. But baby step two, pay off your debt. That's a big one. Like once you do that, you're like A-OK in Dave's books. So baby step uh, three, four, five. <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, no, wait. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I super have this written down, I promise. Uh, baby step three is saving for uh, four to six months of expenses, mm-hmm. which he still recommends you do before you start investing. So before you start investing, $1,000, pay off all your debt other than your house if you have a mortgage or whatever. And then you save up three to six months of expenses. Once you're there, you're, you're more or less done. Like according to his plan, you're, you know, in the top percent of people that are doing okay in their finances. Steps four, five, six is start doing 15% uh, into like a retirement fund, preferably Mm -hmm. something with a match, something with a, some sort of like tax incentive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And his 
advice is 15% not including the match. So, mm-hmm. again, okay. it might be too much, it might be too little, but if you have no debt, that's, you know, that's fine. Put it up to the max. If you if you max out, you know, do something else, but make sure that you're putting 15% away for your retirement, whether that's tax-advantaged or not. And just, anyway, and like he recommends buying uh, like a mix of like mutual funds, like the different types and indexes, but I don't think we have to talk about his specific investing advice. Yeah. Uh, The other ones are pay off your house and save for kids college. So four, five, six, you do at the same time, you put in 15% of your money for retirement. If you have kids, you start funding their college fund in whatever that, you know, means to you and you know pay off your house and then then you're done then you get to sort of live life don't take on any new debt and and since he has this like christian aura around him he's very into giving and like charity and i I don't think that's controversial that if you go out into your community or you donate to charity or you work with like organizations that need funding and you have the money i i found that when you donate your time money to charity it it does feel good and it's almost like you get a better feeling than the than the company gets you know your hundred dollars donation donation so people you know tend to like being charitable it's like a fun thing to do and if you have the cash why not sort of spread it around sure so well, that's the basic idea. Interesting. I actually agree with with that. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> right? It's the, just a yeah. <laughs> it's just um. I felt like the fact that you know someone who's been bankrupt on his own, kind of a couple of times, right? I think. I think no, it was just once. And I could I uh-huh. have that summary story also. I'm not a <laughs> okay. I'm not a Dave Ramsey authority. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so he started off in like real estate and he has like a finance background and he went to college and was like selling stocks and he was like a regular trader. And then he got into real estate where he was just, you know, selling people houses. And eventually he, he bought his own place and he, he started the scheme of buying houses, renovating them, selling them or renting them out. And the mistake that he says he got into was that he borrowed money to do this, sort of like rich dad, poor dad. He he sort of tried that approach of buy a house, renovate it, flip it, or buy a house and rent it out and have the the rental income pay for the mortgage of the like the property. But his uh, story sort of ends in he had a bunch of debt and the banks eventually called his like notes because mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he was doing some sort of weird mortgage thing. Like it was a business. So you don't get the regular like homeowner protections. So basically he had too much debt and he couldn't pay for all of the properties because they weren't you know efficient enough. Maybe he was over leveraged for whatever reason he couldn't afford to maintain the houses and then he started this, you know, bad process of 
selling off the properties, trying to pay off the debt. And he basically collapsed under all of the debt. Wow. And yeah, he declared bankruptcy and then he paid off all the money. So it's not like he ignored the debt. Like he did like restructure or whatever and go through that process. And after that, he decided to do this like coaching mm-hmm. business because he's like an entrepreneur business type that always like wants to be his own boss, do his own like thing. Serial so. entrepreneur? I mean, kind of because he has <laughs> like a ton of projects and initiatives and he sees which ones work and which ones don't and sort of adjusts. But his bankruptcy was like housing debt related and that's why he's so against debt because it it sort of traps you and it put it, it puts a huge risk on your business if all of your business is dependent on you know people paying you so you can afford to make the minimum payments on your debt mm-hmm. and all it takes is for you know one thing to go wrong and then you spiral yeah. straight into bankruptcy yeah that makes sense. Actually, I agree with that a lot. Um, I mean, I'm a part of the profit first community and that's also the underlying premise of the whole profit first methodology. It's all about kind of completely paying off debt and making, you know, the profit first system. I don't know how familiar you are with it, but it's kind of like the envelope system back in the day. So basically, you just every time you get paid or whatever, you shift a, a certain percentages to different envelopes for rent, you know, for whatever. This was like the back in the day type thing. And Dave Ramsey also evangelizes this envelope. I don't know if he, you know, invented it, but that's part no, of his no. program also. I see. That's pretty good. <laughs> he has like budgeting uh, advice. And it's basically, it's basically that you take in your money, you divide it up in the beginning of the month. And it's not like you have some slush fund of, oh, let's see what happens. And maybe we'll divert some funds in these ways. It's it's very much plan upfront where, where every dollar is going to end up in these envelopes. And then he has an app now and there's like a whole philosophy around it. But yeah, the envelopes is definitely a part of his budgeting uh like system mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i don't think he's saying anything novel or interesting but people people take this very simple framework and then they think they're special like me and they're like okay well <laughs> i super agree with you but i have so much debt that i'm gonna continue investing in 401k and as a as an entertainer, and that's where sort of my troubles with Dave Ramsey are, not in his financial advice, but in in the way that he delivers it, he's like a mass media personality. So by definition, his his message has to be simple, clear. He needs to be a brand. Yeah, it has to be super recognizable, relatable elevator talk style this is what dave ramsey is you list off the like the baby steps and you're like this guy is anti-dead and that's it and 
people have this tendency to think that they're special and think of <laughs> ways of not doing his system. And that's fine. He doesn't he doesn't care. He's just an entertainer that you know provides this financial advice and his talk show is a call-in show. So he gets a bunch of people calling in asking specific questions and then he answers, you know, as best he can on the radio. And he's he's very aware that like this is free advice from a radio talk show. Uh he has like a thing in his uh like, like cycled bits moment where he says that the advice on the show is worth as much as you pay for it. It's you didn't pay for it. It's just radio advice, <laughs> but you know, he, he, he tries his best to uh, like explain to people what he would do if he was in their situation. And he almost always follows these five baby steps. And it's almost always just don't do any investing until you pay off your debt and hey if you're in debt like maybe don't go out to restaurants maybe don't go buying cars pay off your debt first or i agree with that if you want a new car don't finance it save up money and buy a car and the more the more things i start listing off you would agree but then when you or me or someone has to make this choice they will decide that they're special and don't have to follow his rules. And you don't. He doesn't care. So, like, I financed a car. I decided that, you know, the rate was low. It's a recession. I didn't want to spend the extra cash. I had the cash, but, you know, I financed a car. And he would have said, don't. Like, pay the money up front. You'll save the money. It It's worth it. And maybe he was right, but... Again, it's my life. I get to make my own choices. He's he's very pro make your own choices, but then like don't don't hate on Dave Ramsey if you don't actually follow his advice. Yeah. And again, he's like a radio person. So I don't think there's a need for all this like drama and Dave Ramsey's against debt where he's just he's just like a personality that has a personal finance spin and that's the subject and his advice is you know fine right yeah it's actually good good advice there are i mean um interestingly enough when it comes to money and debt and everything and financial choices and financial management and stuff like that it's kind of like an the kind of the the elephant in the room sort of like nobody talks about it because we can like we can talk about it, but then we go back home and we make choices that we don't necessarily, we didn't just necessarily advocated like five minutes ago, right? Um, yeah, like do as I say, not as I do, and like that's tough, and like I'm I'm really bad at budgeting forward. Like if I decide to spend this much money on I don't know going out entertainment. I almost always go over. I almost always every month buy some like frivolous thing that I shouldn't have that like I got these uh like smart speakers yesterday because they were on sale. And I was like, well, did I need of course not. I didn't need them, but like I wanted them. We're stuck at home all day. It, it had like a cool photo frame. It seemed nice. Got an email. It's like, "You want these?" and I was like, "Yep, one click buy." 
And like, I do a lot of that. And like, I'm very careful to like not spend more money than I have, but, but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not following Dave's plan. If I was, I would have paid off my student loans years ago, but I, I chose to value, you know, going out or entertainment or other, you know, consumer driven purchases over paying off debt. And I like, I don't, I don't know. Like the meaning of life isn't to always be working and making money, but it's also not about getting out of debt as quickly as you can. And I remember when I first graduated college and I had my first, like, I don't know, like big boy job and (laughs) I was doing 17 an hour. And thankfully I got to work an unlimited amount of overtime. So I was pulling in close to 50 K on this like job out of college, which I thought was like amazing. That was my like dream salary. I knew that if I finished college, I would be able to afford to like live by myself and you know support myself and everything on fifty k. So like first job out of college, I accomplished my like life's goal, which not a great feeling that you're like what twenty two and you accomplish what you thought was your life's like mission, <laughs> and that was that was damaging, and. Like, I I don't think that if I, you know, put my head down and paid off all of my debt, then it would have been, like, as fun. Like, I had some fun time spending this new money that I had just making minimum payments on loans. And little did I know, like, I would have made much more money in just five years. Like, it's five years later, and I make a ton more money, and the money that I used to save, like, overall when I was making 17 an hour and now it, like it's a joke. I, I could, I could lose that amount of money. I could, I could take, you know, whatever the equivalent of 17 an hour is and just sort of take it as a pay cut. And I wouldn't feel it because the place I am professionally now is so different than where I started. So if I like put my head down for five years and was just solely focused on paying off the debt, I feel like I would have been like sad <laughs> and that's and that's why I chose to like do the frivolous spending. And like yeah, financially I guess it was wrong. But like I don't regret it. I had like pretty cool time like participating in society in in like the excitement of like for the first time having a job, having money, being able to just randomly buy stuff you want. Cuz as a kid you don't you don't get that option or I didn't. Well, I still believe that you need to get rid of debt. The quicker, the better. Like that's, I agree with Dave Ramsey on that. Like debt sucks. And honestly, it's so much easier to live when you like paid off your mortgage, when you've paid off everything. Like when you know that if anything were to happen, you can survive even if you, you know, get fired, um, or whatever, you know, like now, um, I don't know. I agree with that. I mean, I know where you're coming from because, um, I had situations when I was younger where I'd be like, Oh, you know, it's my birthday coming up. I can afford to buy this 
X, whatever, like mm-hmm. shoes or, <laughs> so I totally know the feeling, but, um, and like, sometimes you need those rewards and like profit first system, for example, they have the rewards. So like you put away a certain amount into the profit account and then every quarter you take a distribution and you buy something for yourself, like whatever, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So that's has, kind of, he has examples. Yeah. If you listen to the, like the talk show, people call in and like he, again, personal finance is personal. And if you burn out in the first two months and, you know, drop everything and go back to your old bad habits, he, he wouldn't recommend that, but it is personal. You do need to talk to someone and you also should read more than Dave Ramsey. Like there's tons of resources you should read and look into like a bunch of people and, have like a lot of different like voices inform your financial decisions and if i only listened to dave ramsey i would have tremendous guilt that i you know finance this car but if you read some other you know books or advice or just you know do your own math you you won't feel as bad i don't feel bad like i i got the car i wanted i financed it because i decided that in my situation, I'd rather hold on to cash in case I lose my job as opposed to, you know, save a couple hundred bucks or a couple yeah. thousand bucks over six years. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I, I think it's personal. I don't think it's useful to like shame people. It's not, but then at the same time, if you think about it, like people, you know, do whatever you want. Like, who cares? Right. But then, when you do make mistakes, don't kind of blame everybody else. Because I had um, I had clients who, uh, former clients who um, would not file taxes for a couple of years, right? And um, it was always somebody else's fault. It was never they never took responsibility for their own fault for their own doing. Like it's they made the choices. They you know they cho- chose not to pay tax and do something else and now they're stressing out because they owe half a million bucks to the irs you know mm-hmm. yeah so just yeah, kind of be prepared for that <laughs> you definitely have to like own your own choices and a lot of times even on his like call-in show there are people that don't think about finance they don't talk about finance it's like taboo to them yeah and those are the people that get into real trouble because they don't even know that they're messing up where like I'm going into financial like weird interactions with like not that weird, just, you know, taking out debt that I might not need. And I think that I am like fully aware of the situation. And if this happened to be a mistake, that is a mistake that I made as opposed to something that just happened to me. So I don't think, ignorance is like a terrible like yeah i'm not a finance professional and i'm just doing my best making the choices that i think are right but at least i put some thought into it and i feel comfortable that i'm not being tricked where some people just are fully hands off similar with technology and they're just like i don't understand this and i'm just gonna do something without looking more into it and and that's where I don't know. Like you gotta 
you got to get a little bit more educated before you start making huge financial decisions. But I think it's fine making mistakes. I think it's fine trying it out. I've never financed a car before, and now I did. And maybe I'll try leasing a car just to see what it's like. And that could be another mistake. But like, no, it's I don't not. Know. It's fine. I think I think people are should be allowed to do whatever they want. The, the contrary is if I continue making mistakes and then I ask others for help over and over and over again, and you know these people like oh, I messed up. I don't have enough money for gas. Can you lend me 60 bucks? And yeah, sure. Here you go. I don't, I don't like lend people money. I just give it to them or not. But if you know someone that constantly makes financial mistakes and then comes to you for like a bailout, that's, that's where I start getting a little harder and being like, look, listen, if you want to take money from me, you gotta you gotta use it in a way that I like agree with, or don't take the money. Like I don't want to attach strings to to like debt that like you know because that like messes up family relationships or friend relationships. So like I wouldn't lend money to people who showed like a consistent pattern of being bad with money. Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to lending them money and having all these conditions that sounds that sounds like a relationship breaking activity (laughs) yeah i agree i mean i totally agree and there's so much more to it i feel like we should have another episode on this yeah but i hope that you now feel a little better about dave ramsey and maybe not as like defensive (laughs) he doesn't he doesn't care that people don't like him he's just he's just a guy trying to entertain people that's all he is. He has a cool company that, you know, just does stuff that he's interested in. Uh, yeah, I agree. I actually feel like, um, actually his, his, I guess, theory or belief or whatever you call it, um, is actually correct. Like I agree with that completely. Um, Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I would never I thought would I'd listen say to that. his podcast. <laughs> the, like the podcast, you don't have to listen to all three hours. There's ads. There's some like religious context to it. But if you've never listened, definitely listen to like, I don't know, an hour, half an hour of his show. The call-in part is super interesting because you get to hear different people's perspectives in a way that you rarely get to hear. Like no one talks about their personal issues. But on the show, you get you know, a bunch of call-ins and you get to hear about a lot of financial situations. So I definitely recommend at least trying it. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Okay. Maybe I'll even do it before, um, before next time. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a nice weekend. You too.